Hello and welcome to the Zen Brain Podcast, where we explore holistic alternatives to psychiatric medication and strategies for conscious lifestyle change. We'll be right back after a short message from our sponsors. Hey, this is Michael. Before we get started with today's podcast... I wanted to invite you to an event that is going to provide you with a high-quality sound experience that may facilitate a peak spiritual experience. Uh, These psychedelic sound sessions can provide personal, meaningful sound healing experiences and music-evoked emotions of wonder and transcendence. So sign up now. Check out the link in the description. Good morning and welcome to the Zen Brain Podcast. This is Michael Pierce, your host. And I'm enjoying a good morning from the birds. Like it rained last night. Everything's got that wet feeling. Anyway, I wanted to share a little bit about ecstatic dance and sound baths. Uh, with this uh, juice feast, the last there, there's ecstatic dance going on here in the Salt Lake area. Um, at least once a week but there's a couple other places so it actually goes on probably at least two times a week um, but I want to tell you a little bit of backstory and then I'll share the experience last night which is the first one I've went to in a few weeks um, maybe because of this this uh, juice feast I haven't wanted to exert a lot of energy like walking and hiking but as far as like really working and sweating you know just haven't like kind of chose not to anyway um so last night was the first time i really have been able to move like that since cleansing and it was it was really positive but i'll I'll lead up to that um just with a backstory of my involvement in it and how it kind of came to be um, uh, when I was um, going through sort of a I don't know what I refer now to as a midlife crisis um, and you know I, I think midlife crises are good you should go through them early as you can <laughs> in your life because to me what it really means is the first part of your life you kind of uh, do you know what's laid out for you you know depending on where you grew up there might be a religion Typically, the the plan is marriage and a house, and a car and a baby and the American dream, right? Retire and live happily ever after. And maybe you believe only parts of the story and maybe you didn't believe any at all. Maybe you got to your career, maybe you didn't. Maybe you took a totally different path because you're like, this sounds like a crappy plan, I want out. I'm going to do something else. Great. 
But anyway, I think a lot of us play the game, and then some of us start to wake up. And, you know, and then maybe around 40 or so, maybe earlier, hopefully earlier, you start to wonder why you're doing it. And usually it comes after some kind of crisis, um, like a divorce, um, or just being in a bad relationship and being like, I don't like my life, this sucks, what do I care about? And that's kind of where I got. What do I, what do I want? What do I want to do? What do I do naturally? What am I good at? And not, you know, and, you know, and even working to remove, even like, it's got to be something that makes money. How do I, what do I, what do I just innately like to do? I'm looking for joy in my life and I'm just kind of like a little bit lost at that moment. Well, a couple things came out of that. I won't try to give a list, but um, one of them had to do with nutrition and health and herbs and plant medicines. It's just something that I do. So there's that. The other one was I, is the fascination with sound, with even ringing a tinkshaw bell and listening to it, how, see how long it'll sustain. And then the way you feel afterwards, you're like, whoa, wow, I feel relaxed. And, you know, even when I was a kid, I used to program computers at a really early age. I don't know what drove me to do that, but I would uh, learn how to program. When I was in elementary school, I remember programming in, like, third or fourth grade. This is before computers were cool. I mean, it was a Texas instrument. I had this thing plugged into my television. (coughs) And copied these long programs. I didn't know how to type. I was a kid. I was sitting on the floor for hell's sakes, you know, with a little keyboard attached to the television anyway I, you could make sound programs and, I, and I, you know, I, not just when I was a kid I did this when I got older in junior high and even high school but um, you can create sounds but you can also create random sounds because there's functions called random so you can loop random numbers and add things and, and uh, just, you just play around to see what kind of weird sounds you could make so I, I think I was always interested in sound and I think I always had an interest in Altered states of consciousness. So getting high naturally, you know. Uh, I think just in general, feeling good. And how do you do that, you know. Um, so I experimented a lot. But at this point in my life, I, I was just, you know, okay, sound is something I'm interested in. Okay. Then I had a, a good friend, my good friend Michael Porfilio. Um, would do these sound baths. And he also, but he, you know, he did a lot of different sound things. So I don't know what I... Th- really thought about it but I, I remember he asked me to to come help him with one of these sound baths that he got asked to do um, in fact what we should do is get him on a podcast and just have a conversation that would be fun um, and basically what he needed help with was in the transitions from one instrument to another so um, if he was going to be playing a journey drum because he would kind of sing a journey drum and maybe transition into playing a flute, I'd play be, maybe play a sound bowl to keep the sound moving, to keep the transitions going. And looking back now, I remember how horrified I was, how, how nervous. I mean, this is like, this is a sound, something you don't even need somebody to be playing. I preferred to not even be seen. Like, if I could make the sound and nobody noticed I was doing it, great. So I was a little shy. Um... But, you know, it just did it. And it happened more and more. 
And it kind of kept happening. And then we, we ended up for a while having four people that were doing this. And the reason that happened is because we got invited to do a sound bath at Ecstatic Dance. Well, you know, I, we didn't know too much about what that was other than it was a sober dance. So what we would do, <laughs> it was a little over the top compared to what we're even willing to do now. It was, you know, before, you know, about 20 minutes or 30 minutes before the closing of this dance, we'd bring all these instruments, and we had so many. We'd have to go in and out and set up while they were dancing, like gongs and rattles and drums and flutes. And honestly, um, <laughs> we started to learn to get more selective. It was, it's, it was always fun to have everything at your disposal. But we would do these sound baths um, for ecstatic dance. And so anyway, we started dancing because we were like well we're set up let's dance until we play um, then we got to doing ecstatic dance whether we were playing or not because we felt good and it made us feel confident and and, uh, and and just like being afraid to do a sound bath I was also afraid to dance and I closed my eyes and had to go through this whole process of like worrying about what you look like when you dance <laughs> which is absurd Dancing is not obviously not about how you look, right? I mean, unless you're performing for that purpose, it has nothing to do with that. Same with playing music. Unless you're performing a certain song, like, it's not about that. So, this is all in the same realm of exploration. So, we are really exploratory in this. Um, with the, the, I mean, we would bring all kinds of instruments. We would come up with a song idea on one day the next day we would be performing this song as in the sound bath totally improv I mean we we had an idea but we would do it before we had like I couldn't play it again I don't even know what it was really I'd have to listen to it um we would do it over and over and so it just gave us an opportunity to explore so anyway my Michael ended up starting to DJ ecstatic dance sets and so We've been trying to implement this sound bath concept because um, we started doing, you know, I remember we did a sound bath for a couple hundred people. We had a lot of help that day, but uh, it was really cool, you know. It started to be really fun learning how to surrender to the moment and not think about what you're doing. That's the get, That's the game is if you think about an instrument, you just go pick it up. You don't wonder if everyone is going to think that that's the right instrument or not. You just do it. You know, and there's a confidence in 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 getting in the body and be, and being in the moment and trusting that moment. There's a, there's a confidence in that. <laughs> anyway, so this idea of experimenting with mixing the instruments with the ecstatic dance with the sound bath, right? This is how do we get people involved? How do we get people jamming? We call this we come up with this idea called jam dance, which is basically an ecstatic dance but you're playing instruments at the same time you're drumming drums you're shaking rattles you're hitting gongs you're just playing you're having fun so um, now that um, we're doing these uh, ecstatic dances every week in Salt Lake City at the clubhouse um, Sound Journey aka Michael Porfilio and myself and sometimes more people right now um, there's a uh, 
a lot of a lot of people that are um, learning to DJ here in Salt Lake, which is great. Um, but the way that Sound Journey is doing it is just different in the fact that besides having the instruments being used by the participants, like it's not uh, it's not weird for Michael to come off the stage, come out out of, from the, in front of the DJ and dance. Why not, right? Why not go shake a rattle and dance with everyone? Like this idea of what a DJ does and they stay behind the turntables is not necessary. Put the thing on a loop, go dance, <laughs> right? Why not? Um, anyway, I don't want to get too into that. Um, there's a lot of th- things I could report on that because we're uh, bringing in different um, electronic um, MIDI controllers that can be used live and, uh, and just turn this thing into a real fun interactive thing. So anyway, that leads me up to last night. Um, I'm already almost described how it goes because this is this is kind of the format now. Is uh, it starts off with a music empowerment class or a, a flow and music empowerment class. I don't know if the name changes, but it usually has a discussion about what it means to be in flow, what it means to be in flow with others, what it feels like to be in flow, um, and uh, what it means to jam. Right? What it means to be a musician. And how you don't practice an instrument, you play an instrument. And this is about having fun and enjoying yourself, right? Which is kind of a great setup as you move into the ecstatic dance, which starts with slow music and then turns into movement. And there's, at this point, because it's jam dance, there's probably six or seven drums, a whole bunch of rattles. And I have a, have a couple dozen egg rattles being shipped to me so that it'll be easier to share these things. But... Uh, oh, and there's a drum circle in the middle of the ecstatic dance where we bring all the instruments into the middle, and that's the main thing. And so, yeah, we're down during the drum circle, and I like to encourage other people to do it. If I'm not doing it and other people are, that's great for me. I'm just as happy watching other people play as I am playing myself. When I say play, I mean play like a kid, <laughs> not just play instruments. So, anyway, um, it the drum circle even was epic and loud and, and energetic and... Um, a lot of movement and changes and ex- exploration. And then back into the music, put the instruments back. And people were just having a blast. Like, uh, there are probably 40, 50 people. And they're smiling and just running around and being childlike. Some people were so into it, you could see that they were ecstatic. Because their bodies were, were so perfectly responded to the sounds that were happening. And so that kind of... Um, getting high naturally and being ecstatic and just like celebrating life and watching it watching that many adults having that much fun and being that childlike I feel like a blessed soul I don't know if it's more fun to be the person playing and acting like a child and getting ecstatic or if it's funner <laughs> or makes you feel better watching it it's, it's equally beautiful to see that many adults and I was thinking last night I don't know if most adults have ever seen this many other adults having so much authentic fun and joy and and it's almost like you're speechless people shared a lot after but you could tell there was a degree of like I don't even know what to say uh, like that was amazing and it's joy filled and it's um, that's the key word it's, the, it's joy filled and it's childlike and free 
And it's a little bit different than the vibration of ecstatic dance because bringing in the instruments and giving permission to do everything and anything that you feel in the moment is, is what's encouraged. And you have to sort of exemplify that yourself in order for to give other people permission. I mean, even... Um, you know, I notice, like, like because Michael's the DJ, sometimes they're looking at him as sort of an entertainer. So if he's playing the drums, I know he's trying to get everyone else to play the drums, even though he's also wanting to play the drums. But they're still thinking, oh, Michael's entertaining us, right? Um, then, but then I come play the drums, and everybody's like, oh, I get it, it's our turn. Yeah, yay. And then every, pretty soon, like, within, like, a minute, <laughs> every instrument's being used. And uh, it's... Um, you know, it was it was a lot of fun, and I just was trying to process the experience last night, just sort of like laying up and going through all the different weird moments of, uh, that, whether you're something you saw or something you did and are surprised about yourself, or just even for me trying to remember like what happened during that whole sound bath, <laughs> like, like you know, like heard I don't know it's it's just a, it's a weird thing to do that kind of stuff and then look back and you're like what was that what just happened so anyway that is um that's it for today um keeping 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 on keeping on with the with the juice cleanse um still feeling good on that um so anyway um we'll talk to you next time the birdies say have a wonderful day I make every effort to broadcast correct information, I am still learning. I will double check all my facts but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. I am simply presenting my views in the form of entertainment that will be as evidence-based as possible. I welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Michael Pierce, or any guests or contributors to the podcast, or any employees, associates, or affiliates are responsible for damages arising from use of the podcast.